Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever and wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Stochastic NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I am your surprise host for today, Michael Clifford. Uh, Josh uh, is not here today. Uh, just had something he had to go take care of. Um, couldn't uh, get out of it. He will be back uh, on Saturday uh, as we have another show on Saturday. No show tomorrow, of course. There's only two games, I think, on the NHL slate. Uh, but we are here breaking down this monster 13-game slate in the NHL here tonight. Of course, we are sponsored by BetMGM. We have a very uh, potent, let's say, giveaway uh, through uh, MGM that we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. Um, real quick, just want to give a shout out to BGI Domer uh, in our Discord chat. Had a huge night last night uh, using uh, the Leafs double centers, uh, John Tavares and Austin Matthews. Tavares, of course, had a hat trick, had four points in total for a huge uh, fantasy night. Austin Matthews got on the board. Um, he had a goal. I think he had a goal and assist with eight shots. So uh, pretty good night for uh, Toronto. A very good night uh, for BGI Domer. So congrats to you again on a pretty big hit, taking down the kick save and the four check. boy. Let's hope we can uh, pull something off like that again here tonight. Before we get too much further, if you guys could, please give us a like and subscribe if you have not already. Uh, those thumbs up and those subscriptions help keep our shows going and help keep shows coming in various other sports. The MMA guys were on just before us, of course, uh, NBA uh, in full swing, NFL in full swing. There's still some baseball to talk about, too. Um, I suppose uh, you can't get no hit every night, so maybe we'll get some more runs uh, in game five. But uh, we are here uh, to talk about the NHL. Uh, here tonight, of course, as I said, we have 13 games on this slate here. Um, let's just jump right in. We'll get to our first one. Vegas has a 3.4 implied goal total. They're going into Ottawa. The Ottawa Senators have a 3.1 implied goal total. Um, there is some important news on the Ottawa side here. They did switch up their centers. Remember, Josh Norris looks like he may be out for the rest of the season. That's kind of a hit to them. Uh, thankfully, uh, they went uh, and stocked up on wingers, and they have a couple nice young centers uh, in their mix already with Tim Stutzler and Shane Pinto. They've moved uh, Shane Pinto to what I'm calling the top line uh, with Brady Kachuk and Drake Batherson. The, uh, the ice time doesn't always work out that way because um, Alex DeBrincat has been playing a lot lately, like 20, 21 minutes a night. So I guess DeBrincat, Stutzler, and Giroux would kind of be considered the top line here tonight, though I guess it is just a 1A, 1B situation. Um, there isn't really a lot uh, to talk about in terms of numbers for these lines, because obviously these are brand new lines. Shane Pinto hasn't played much uh, in the NHL, was on the third line for, um, you know, for most of the se this season until Josh Norris got hurt. Uh, Tim Stutz obviously has not played uh, with the Brinkat and Giroux much. One thing I did want to point out about Stutzla, um, we talked on the last show, uh, that we had with Ottawa, I think it was Saturday night, although, uh, you know, it doesn't take long for all the days to start blending together when uh, you're in uh, deep in the NHL season, uh, as we're starting to get as we're a month in now. One thing I wanted to mention about Tim Stutzla, and I'm going to bring it up uh, real quick here um, on our on our screen share, is there's a, there's a guy on Twitter I follow, his name's Corey Snaister. 
as far as I know, he's the only person that widely tracks the NHL. Um, a lot more than just shots or, or scoring chances or whatever. Um, he tracks zone entries, zone exits, the types of passes that are made, um, forechecking, uh, recovering pucks in defensive zone, all sorts of, of good stuff. And I'm going to bring up um, this uh, quick layout right. Uh, sorry, this layout right here. Scoring chance contributions highlighted right here. Obviously, we don't have a big sample. Most players are, you know, 40 to 80 minutes or something like that. Scoring chance contributions are just scoring chances plus assists on teammates scoring chances. So far this season, Tim Stutzla, eighth in the NHL. The only guys ahead of him are from the New Jersey Devils, obviously. Uh, some of the top guys from Pittsburgh and Mika Zibanejad. Stutzla has been incredibly involved in the offense so far for Ottawa. So maybe he can really do a lot here uh, with the Brinkhead and Giroux. Now, they don't have full power play correlation technically, but the Brinkhead has been playing both halves of the power play quite a bit, um, as Alex Ovechkin does sometimes in Washington. So I don't really mind that Ottawa line here tonight. They're coming in, uh, you know, fairly cheap because Stutzla still, you know, his shot rate's not high, so his price hasn't really gone up. Um, you know, 2 to 3% ownership. The problem is, you know, Vegas... Um, doesn't take many penalties. I believe they're they're taking the fewest penalties uh, of any team in the league right now. Um, so it might be a little bit of a long shot with a team that's playing pretty well. But if you're you know if you're playing if definitely if you're playing 150, you have to consider uh, the Stutzla line uh, going with uh, DeBrincat uh, tonight. Um, on the Vegas side, I wrote up Jack article for the power plays article. Um, Jack Eichel. Uh, Kind of started slow. I, I want to put that uh, more or less in quotations um, because he still did manage seven points in the first six games of the season, but he was playing under 17 minutes a night. He's up almost at 19.30 a night since Mark Stone uh, joined his wing. That's five games now playing 19.30 a night, uh, averaging four shots per game. Uh, Ottawa is better defensively this year, but still not an elite defensive team. So um, I think... Uh, Eichel and Stone makes a nice uh, two-man stack here tonight. They're only coming in with about 5% ownership. I think that's just fine. So uh, if you're asking me what I like most in this game, it's definitely Eichel, Stone, and Stevenson. I think Stevenson can be left off. He's definitely not um, He's definitely not the, the straw that stirs the drink, let's say, on that line. So Eichel and Stone, I think, makes uh, the nicest two-man uh, in this game. On the blue line, Thomas Shabbat has a, a decent price over on FanDuel. Uh, so I don't mind using uh, Thomas Shabbat in this game. He's down to 5,700, which is pretty reasonable. Um, he's more expensive on DraftKings, and it is a tough matchup against Vegas. So it'll be more for FanDuel. I'll me also mention Nikita Zaitsev uh, from uh, the Ottawa Senators. He's not really a great defenseman, but he was up around 20 minutes in their last game. He playing in, you know, some sort of pseudo shutdown role. Vegas can generate offense. So where uh, Zaitsev is min price on DK, don't mind him as a guy that could threaten for the block bonus here tonight. All right, let's get to our next game. We're moving along. We have Carolina going into Tampa Bay here tonight. Carolina has a 2.9 total. Tampa Bay rolling with a 3.1 total. Looks like uh, most lines are going to be the same. The big news is no Victor Hedman again here for Tampa. He's going to be out. Um, Mikhail Sergachev still running the top power play unit uh, for the Bolts. He's been playing, you know, 24, 25 minutes of late. So uh, his ice time is definitely way up with Hedman out. Um, and he's putting up some decent peripherals as well. But uh, his price has jumped with it. Getting to the matchups, um, as always, we use. Uh, uh, line matching from Twitter. It's at line matching on Twitter. It's a subscription service separate uh, from uh, anything we have here at Stochastic. It's just something uh, Josh and I use a fair bit uh, when we're making our lineups. The way uh, Tampa runs their lineups is that Paul and Stamkos line is going to get quite a bit of the top line for the Hurricanes. And that Paul and Stamkos line has been good defensively in a small sample uh, so far this year. Only 1.5 Expected goals against uh, in, you know, their 65-ish minutes together. That is a pretty solid sample. Um, they'll be going up against Sebastian Ajo, uh, Tara Bynan, and Seth Jarvis. Um, it's been a slow start to the season for Seth Jarvis. Certainly not bad, but again, by those scoring chance contribution metrics I talked about earlier, 
not as strong as they were last season. So he's kind of got to pick up the play a little bit. Also in Carolina's last game, it was a tight game and they did mix up the lines, putting Aho out with Svechnikov uh, in the third period. So, you know, uh, Tampa gets up a couple goals here. Maybe we see some Carolina line changes. Um, because of that uh, very good uh, defensive second line for Tampa, I'm not going to be on the Aho Jarvis line. It'd be more a Svechnikov, Natchez, two-man. I don't think you have to play Kotkaniemi at this point. He's really not a shooter. He doesn't earn a ton of minutes. He's basically just, you know, a younger Jordan Stahl at this point. Um, until he shows something else, like I, you know, I think 3000 is fine. Like you can put him in if you need the roster spot, need to save some money, but he's definitely not a necessity at this point. Um, that Carolina line has been very good this year. 2.9 expected goals for only one and a half against per 60 minutes, 3.6 actual goals. Um, you know, Martin Natchez had a kind of a tough year last year. Definitely has been a bounce back this year. Um, though, again, by those scoring chance contributions, top 30 in the league in the same range as guys like Crosby and Matthews uh, and Braden Point. So, um, you know, Natchez certainly been very involved. His ice time reflects that. So I think Natchez and Sveshnikov is fine as a two-man, especially where Tampa Bay's penalty kill hasn't been very good this year. Um, so I definitely don't mind uh, taking um, a little bit of that two-man from Carolina, though, to be honest, there isn't a line stack that I'm running out um, to go and play out of this game here tonight. You know, this kind of looks like it might be like a 3-1 game or something like that here. We do have a ton of games on the slate. So that's about it for me. Again, Sergeyev, I think his price is fine. Um, kind of a tough matchup. You know, Carolina's penalty kill is not as elite as last year, but still pretty good. But Tampa is generating the third most power play opportunity. So maybe him or Stamkos can get there in a one-off situation or something like that. Um, other than that, uh, Jacob Slavin's putting up decent peripherals uh, for Carolina. We could see some shots going back and forth in this game. Uh, his price uh, is reasonable on DK at 4,100. So he's one of those, you know, mid-range defensemen that I wouldn't mind using here tonight. All right, let's get to Washington and Detroit. Washington has a 3.3 implied goal total. Detroit has a 3.1 implied goal total. I mean, there's injuries abound on both sides here, of course. Detroit still with, without Tyler Bertuzzi, uh, still out without Jacob Vrana. Uh, Washington still without Nicholas Backstrom and Tom Wilson. And uh, John Carlson looks like he'll be out uh, again here tonight. Um, Eric Gustafson has been running the top power play unit for Washington. So he makes a nice uh, punt type option on the blue line here tonight. Uh, some line changes for Detroit here. Uh, they did move David Perron to the top line with Dylan Larkin and, and Lucas Raymond. Um, they've been good offensively in a small sample so far this year, but it's really the power play uh, that is important uh, in this game and with David Perron specifically. He was another guy I wrote up in that article that's free to read over at stochastic.com. Just go to the NHL section. Um from 2019 to 2022, David Perron was inside the 90th percentile in expected goal and actual goals for impact on the power play amongst all forwards. He really, really helped out the St. Louis uh, power play. And if you look at some of St. Louis's power play numbers this year, uh, you can see that bear out. Uh, and he's brought that prowess over to Detroit. Um, with him on the ice, Detroit is generating over nine and a half expected goals and 11 actual goals per 60 minutes with the man advantage. Now, with Perron on that top line uh, with Kubelik, or sorry, with Raymond uh, and Larkin, um, they are now fully correlated on the power play. Um, and to bring up our top stacks tool here real quick, um, Detroit, one of the better leverage spots in our top stacks, Edmonton, Boston, Minnesota, the New York Rangers, and then Detroit. Now, not a high percentage to be a top two stack at 4.1%. Um, still amongst the top 15-ish lines on the slate. Um, I don't think it's necessarily a bad spot here for that Detroit top line. They're very reasonably priced, uh, which is a good thing uh, on this slate because there are so many expensive options uh, that we can go to use. And the Washington penalty kill uh, just hasn't been very good this year. Um, you know, Mid-pack at best, being bailed out by their goaltending at times. Um, as mentioned, I think Perron makes that uh, power play a lot better. It's, it certainly has been better with him on the ice so far this year. So 
Detroit one is one of my, no, I, I don't want to say one of my favorite lines because obviously, you know, like uh, once we get to Edmonton and Florida and all that, um, that's where uh, some of the favorite lines will come from. But I do like them as a, a much lower owned line uh, than they should be on this slate. They probably should get a fair amount of minutes, though Perron hasn't been playing a ton uh, with all the injuries. You got to think at least Dylan Larkin uh, is over the 20 minute mark. So uh, if you're 20 maxing 150, um, you know, anything like that, I think you have to at least consider putting Detroit one into your mix. Um, Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. Not really a lot for me here um, on the Washington side. They put uh, Kuznetsov back with Shiri or back with Ovechkin, sorry, um, Strom with Anthony Manta and Marcus Johansson. Um, there aren't really a ton of samples uh, for that second line. The Washington top line with Kuznetsov, not really great this year. Uh, underwater by expected goal share there, just above last year. Um, they're really a line that lives and dies um, by percentages. And Ovechkin has been shooting less at 5-on-5 five five so far this season. So um, despite you know what is a reasonable price and not a bad matchup, I think you're fine to just kind of avoid Washington one. We do have them as a uh, very over leveraged line here tonight. So uh, of everything in this game, I think it's the Detroit top line that I like the best. Um, I'm even considering them in my three maxes here tonight on the blue line uh, without Carlson. Uh, Nick Jensen has been playing, has played 25, 26 and 21 minutes. So he's getting a lot of heavy minutes for Washington. So I don't mind uh, Jensen. Uh, on DK, his price is starting to come up, but he is definitely a threat for that block bonus. Um, and of course, Eric Gustafson, min price on DraftKings. Uh, if you need a super cheap blue liner, uh, don't mind him. He's also just 3,700 on FanDuel, so he's really fine everywhere. I don't mind Moritz Cedar on FanDuel either. Um, hopefully he can get there on the power play. I just think his price is a little bit too expensive on DraftKings right now. All right, let's get to our next one. Boston, 2.9 implied goal total. They're going into New York to face the Rangers. The Rangers have a 3.1 implied goal total as well. That is a 3.1 total for all four home teams we have talked about so far. Um, the Rangers' top line has been really, really good this year. Uh, we keep saying it every show. The problem is, is that they're not scoring. 4.6 expected goals generated for 60 minutes and 115 minutes together. Like they're just generating a ton of offense so far this year. The problem is, is that they're shooting 3.7% as a trio. Obviously, once that starts to turn around and approaches 9-10%, this could be one of the higher scoring uh, forward lines in the league. It's just a really tough matchup uh, with Boston in town here tonight. Uh, that Rangers top line usually takes opposing top lines. And tonight that means Marchand, Bergeron, and DeBrusque. Uh, going back to last year when they were assembled in the second half of the season, that top line for the Bruins, just 1.8 expected goals against per 60 minutes. They are a really, really tough defensive line to crack. So I don't think uh, the top Rangers line is in my mix here tonight, although they do have uh, pretty good leverage by our top stacks tool. Um, they're not uh, drawing much ownership right now, around 2 to 3% uh, over on DraftKings. Uh, that's really not much at all a little bit more over on FanDuel three to four percent but still just fine obviously I think more than anything it'd be dipping down if you're playing the Rangers it'd be dipping down to the second line here uh Zaka and Pasternak have not been great defensively uh together since Zaka was put on that line due to the injury with David Krejci um they are still generating a lot offensively so I think um these are two second lines that will end up trading chances this um in this game Rangers top, uh, that Rangers second line, 3.6 expected goals for per 60 minutes is really, really good. Um, 3.4 actual goal scored, so they're actually finishing. And uh, Alexis Lafreniere, um, again, back to the scoring chance contributions I was talking about earlier, uh, amongst the best in the league, uh, top 15, right in line with guys like Nico Hischier and Mitch Marner. So um, he's really helping out on that, out on that line. He's cheap. 
If you don't want a full stack, I think it would be one off in Lafreniere that I would like the most here. Um, on the other side, I like I just don't have a lot of interest in Boston here tonight. Um, not only are they facing Igor Shosturkin, uh, which is always a problem, uh, even though he hasn't been, you know, his absolute best so far this season. The Rangers don't take a lot of penalties. Um, they're amongst the least penalized team in the league. So I don't think this is a spot where I'm going to Boston. Uh, somebody wants to play them because they're not coming in uh, with all that much ownership. I don't uh, mind that at all. Um, but they are fairly expensive on FanDuel, approaching uh, 24K, approaching 22K on DraftKings. You know, there's not much ownership. So if they do blow them out of the water, um, it'll <laughs> you'll probably be one of the few people in your tournaments doing it. Um, it just seems a really tough matchup uh, given the lack of power plays that we're uh, expecting in this game. So Rangers two, if anything, for me out of this one on the blue line, Brandon Carlo has been playing, you know, 22 to 24 minutes uh, at times. He's 2,600 on DraftKings. I don't mind him. I think this is a game where I play Truba uh, over Fox as well. Um, Truba is really great with peripherals. So he's more of a, a DraftKings option as well. Um, but I just don't see the Rangers, power, you know, the Boston penalty kill is still uh, very good. Um, will be better with Marchand back, obviously. So I don't think Fox's high price is really justified in this game. All right. I told you guys earlier we have a, a nice uh, giveaway, sort of, uh, through BetMGM, our sponsor. Uh, and what it is, is you get a risk-free bet and two months of Stochastic Platinum for free. All you have to do to get two months of Stochastic Plus Platinum and a $1,000 risk-free bet is sign up, make a deposit, and make your first paid wager at BetMGM. You just create a free Stochastic membership uh, using uh, the links below. You click the large BetMGM button um, after, regist after registering, create a BetMGM account, Deposit at least $10, and then you make your first paid bet. And your bet must settle uh, in order to qualify. So it definitely has to go through. Um, you do all that, and you'll receive uh, instructions from the BetMGM Sportsbook to get your free two months of Stochastic Plus Platinum. So again, if you're new to BetMGM, just click through uh, the link below to sign up uh, for our Stochastic membership, and then go sign up for your bet. MGM membership and deposit at least $10. You do all that, you can get two months free of Stochastic Plus Platinum and up to $1,000 risk-free bet when you do sign up. All right, let's jump to our next game. Uh, this might be the boredom du jour. Uh, we have the New York Islanders going into St. Louis to face the Blues. The Islanders have a uh, 2.9 applied goal total. St. Louis sitting at 3.0. Um, there has been some shakeups to the St. Louis lines. Uh, Noel Achari jumped to the top line uh, with Braden Shen and Ryan O'Reilly. That should certainly make uh, for an interesting trio. On the second line, we have Ivan Barbashev with Vladimir Tarasenko and Pavel Buchnevich. We actually have seen them a bit before, um, especially last season. Down on the third line, Jake Neighbors with Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo. So they're really trying to spread things out. Um, we talked in our Discord in the last St. Louis game about how bad St. Louis's bottom six had been this year. So Thomas and Cairo are on the third line now, so it seems like they're really kind of trying to spread things out and take a little bit of pressure off everybody um, by uh, basically doing what the New York Islanders do and, and put some of their best players on all three lines. Now, um, Shannon, Ron O'Reilly, I say pretty much every show, but not really good defensive numbers together. Uh, going back to last year, you know, without the top players like Perron, like, uh, Buchnevich, like Tarasenko, uh, 3.1 expected goals against it, 4.8 actual goals against in 160 minutes together for that St. Louis top line. They just have not been good defensively. Um, you know, they kind of got called out by their coach and by, you know, Ron O'Reilly called, called himself out actually after their last game. I think it was a 5-1 loss at home. Um, so maybe they put in a bit of a better effort here. But, you know, they're going up against the Barzal-Wallstrom line, um, which should not be too tough defensively uh, in their own right. Um, 3.1 expected goals against per 60 minutes, the same as the St. Louis top line. Uh, the difference being Ilya Sorokin uh, in net uh, for the Islanders. 
one of the best goalies in the league, off to a great start this year with a 935 save percentage. So uh, despite the Islanders not being uh, a great defensive team, um, Sorokin's there uh, to bail them out. And, you know, he's still he makes a decent goalie play uh, pretty much every night, uh, tonight included. Um, getting to that St. Louis second line uh, with Barbashev, Tarasenko, and Buchnevich, not really great. Uh, defensively, 2.8 expected goals against, but generating 3.3 goals and 2.6 uh, expected goals for per 60 minutes going back to last year. Um, not bad uh, for those guys. And they're going into that uh, Islanders second line of Nelson, Lee, and Beauvillier that has struggled defensively. 3.8 expected goals against this year, but again, because of Sorokin, only 2.5 actual goals against. I think Tarasenko, Uchnevich, and Barbashev are kind of in uh, the best spot here tonight, but there's kind of a problem is one Tarasenko's not shooting this year. His five on five shot rates uh, has really, uh, really tanked, um, which is a problem. And the other is the Islanders don't take a ton of penalties. So it's not as if he can, he'll have a lot of opportunities to get there on the power play. And of course um, there's still Elias Roken to consider. So a really tough matchup all around, uh, for St. Louis, um, when you consider the lack of power play opportunities that are likely to come and facing Ilya Sorokin. Um, I think if anything here, I would just be kind of picking off, uh, you know, single guys. Like, I think Ryan O'Reilly's price is cheap enough uh, where you can use him. I think, you know, Pavel Buchnevich is cheap enough where you can use him as a one-off. I just don't like any of the stacks here. Um, going up against Sorokin, going up against a team that does not give up very many power plays. On the flip side, I did have some interest in Barzal and Wallstrom as a two-man. Um, the, prob the problem is um, Wallstrom only played six minutes last game. He was effectively benched. Um, he's just gotten inconsistent ice time. He was 11, 12 minutes when the season first started, got up to 14, 15, 16 at times, back down here six minutes last game. You know, Maybe they try to play him more to get him out of whatever funk they think that he's in. Um, he is a big volume shooter, and he does get Jordan Bennington, who's off to a bad start uh, again this year after a tough season last year. So I, ostensibly, I like Barzal and Walsh, and they do have good offensive numbers together going back to last year. I just worry that Wallstrom is going to play like eight minutes or whatever it was um, in their last game again. So, um, you know, I, I, if you want to one-off Barzal, I think that's fine. If you want to risk it with Wallstrom and Barzal, I think that's fine as well. Uh, just be aware, uh, Wallstrom could be riding pine uh, by the middle of the second period, and that could ruin uh, a DFS night in a hurry. Uh, getting to the blue line, not really much I like here. I was going through some of the recent uh, ice time usage for the Islanders, um, and Noah Dobson's only been playing 18 to 19 minutes over his last four games. For a guy that relies on peripherals for fantasy value, that is pretty bad news. Like, the Islanders already spread out ice time amongst defensemen as it is. Like, guys don't play much more than 22 minutes a night. Um, being down at 18 or 19 and not being at the top of the list is a problem. If that keeps up here tonight, um, it's hard to see him paying off um, his fantasy value unless, you know, he can manage a couple goals or a goal and assist or, or something like that. So, um, I think it's Scott Mayfield I kind of like the best. He's been playing the most for the Islanders of late. Um, his price is getting up there. Uh, on DK. So I guess, you know, you can kind of pass on him there, but, you know, reasonable on FanDuel. Uh, Ryan Pollock would be another guy. Either Pollock or Mayfield are, are the defensemen that I like the most here. I am not playing Justin Falk at 70, whatever, 7,000, whatever that he is uh, on the two sites. Um, 7,000 on DK. I think it's 78 on, on FanDuel. It's just an absurd price for him. Uh, he's just on a little bender. Congrats to anybody that played him when he was cheaper. Our next game, Seattle, 2.9 implied gold total going into Minnesota. The Minnesota Wild have a 3.6 of the stacks that I wrote up uh, in the picks article. That's up for free to read over on stochastic.com. Uh, and one of the reasons is because of their leverage. Now, uh, we already talked about Boston, one of the best leverage lines on the slate. Uh, Edmonton, we'll get to in a second. Their top line, also pretty good leverage right behind them. Uh, is that Minnesota third line um, on DraftKings? They're second on FanDuel. So people aren't uh, going to be playing a lot of Minnesota here tonight. 
you know, the ownership should still be six, seven, eight percent, which I guess is kind of high uh, for uh, a 13 game slate. But um, this isn't really a bad spot here. The um, What I wrote about in that power plays article is uh, the Seattle goaltending is just a huge problem for uh, this team again. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the neural quantum processor. Because this is an audio ad, unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, they were at the bottom of the league last year uh, by save percentage or uh, next to last. Um, they're 31st in the league uh, again this year by save percentage. It's a pretty good defensive team. Their goalies just constantly let them down. You know, uh, you know the goalies will have good nights, and on those good nights, um, the DFS value obviously won't be there. But Minnesota's at home, uh, getting Martin Jones in net uh, for Seattle, it looks like, who's just returning. Uh, he was away on a, uh, family emergency basis. So, you know, this is, uh, Seattle's third string goalie coming in. Um, I do like that Minnesota top line slash top power play here. Now the top line hasn't been scoring much with Freddie Godreau there. They're also just shooting 3.2%, which is a huge problem. Um, it's the power play where they're really making hay. Um, Capra's off is shooting a lot on the power play. Obviously Matt Boldy, uh, on the power plays contributing there as well. Um, that Erickson Eck and Boldy uh, duo has been good in a small sample so far this year, 3.2 expected goals, 4.4 actual goals per 60 minutes. Erickson Eck is shooting a lot more on the power play. Uh, Matt Boldy has seen a big uh, expected goals jump from last year. So I do like that Minnesota top line. If you know, if you want to leave Godro out or leave Zuccarello out and put in a Boldy and put in an Erickson Eck or something like that, um, I think that's perfectly fine. The Minnesota top power play unit, over 10 expected goals per 60 minutes this year. Just huge, huge numbers um, offensively. So yeah, I do like that Minnesota power play here. Seattle, a good penalty kill. Again, it's just a common refrain. Good defensively, goaltenders can't save a thing. So um, I do like uh, the Minnesota power play here. On the Seattle side, um, Minnesota has not really been that great uh, defensively so far this season. Um, there are a couple issues with Seattle. One, um, they said there may be lineup changes coming, especially with Jared McCann. Um, he could be out on that third line, quote unquote, third line that has Yanni Gordon, Brandon Tedneff with them. So uh, just watch uh, maybe for some line changes in that Seattle game. Um I'll say it again, Bjorkstrand, Burakovsky, and Wenberg still is the line that I like the best. Bjorkstrand still shooting a lot, still waiting for that shooting percentage to turn around, uh, 0% at 5-on-5. Five five. Um, obviously, that's not going to persist. Um, when Bjorkstrand and Burakovsky really get going, Seattle's really going to start scoring a lot more. So don't mind that two-man as a duo. If you want to use uh, Everly and Schwartz, I think Everly's a fair bit cheaper. So I, I think you're fine to go in that direction. But if Bjorkstrand... And Burakovsky uh, that I like in this game, but more than anything, it's that Minnesota power play. Good leverage, um, bad goaltending, um, really good power play. Um, that's where I am uh, in this one. On the blue line, not really a lot I like uh, for defensemen. Um, Jerry Spurgeon's price has started to climb um, to something a lot more reasonable. Kalen Addison, if you want to give additional power play exposure, I think is fine to use. Uh, he just doesn't put up much peripherals, so you're really relying on you know, at least a couple of assists, if not a goal here. So just, just be aware of that. I think Matt Dumba, um, playable on DraftKings at 3,500. Uh, just let me take a little sip of tea here. And we'll move along to our next game. Montreal uh, is going into Winnipeg. Montreal has a two and a half implied goal total. Winnipeg 
has a three and a half implied goal total. Um, <laughs> Winnipeg changed up their lines in their last game. And then they got uh, beat, I think it was uh, against Vegas. Vegas kind of ran them out of the rink, even though, you know, the score was relatively close. So it looks like they're going back to the regular lines of Appleton, Shifley, Connor, Perfidi, Dubois, and Wheeler. Um, Mason Appleton may not play tonight. They said he has an illness. Um, somebody could move up uh, in his place if he doesn't play. Um, but he is, you know, kind of expected to play. We'll just have to see how that shakes out at warmups. You know, I wrote about it at another website where I write about season-long fantasy hockey, but um, not having Ehlers on that top line has really hurt uh, the Winnipeg Jets' uh, offensive capability. Um, Kyle Connor's been shooting a lot less uh, since they lost Ehlers, and it's because they're just not generating as much. They're only generating 2.4 expected goals per 60 minutes, 1.7 actual goals with Appleton on that top line. Um, really not good. Uh offensive numbers um he's just kind of a black hole there Shifley and Connor can't do it all themselves so um I don't have a problem quote unquote uh playing that Winnipeg top line um I just think there's going to be a ton of ownership against them uh here against Montreal and they just haven't been playing well um it's one of those situations where you know in a in a single entry slash three max um if they burn me they burn me um but uh, they just uh, haven't been playing well offensively. And Montreal's top line uh, is a bit of uh, a little bit interesting to me here. They've moved Kirby Dock to the top line with uh, Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield. Now, I wrote up Caulfield uh, in that picks article as well. He's uh, at nearly uh, four shots uh, per game on the season. He's on a 40, he would be on a 40 goal pace, even if he was shooting 13% instead of the 18%, he actually is. Um, but the thing that saves, um, but the reason why I like the matchup against Winnipeg is Winnipeg's just one of the worst defensive teams uh, in the league. Um, what is saving them is Connor Hellebuck. Um, you know, on the season, the Winnipeg Jets, Bottom five in the league by expected goals against. One of five teams allowing more than three expected goals against per 60 minutes. The other four are the Ducks, Flyers, Coyotes, and Islanders. Not good company for Winnipeg, um, but they are getting 937 goaltending. Um, if their goaltending doesn't bail them out, uh, they stand a real chance of just getting um, you know, four or five goals hung on them. So uh, it's one of those situations where you know we mentioned Montreal at low ownership uh, in their last game. Uh, good leverage uh, again here tonight. Doc is on the power play with them. So that Montreal top line is for, fully correlated on the power play. And Winnipeg's penalty kill, much the same like five on five, giving up, giving up a lot of chances, but being bailed out by the goaltending. If Connor Hellebuck's not on his game, um, Montreal could really uh, pop a few goals here tonight. So Montreal's top line of Doc Suzuki and Caulfield, kind of in that Detroit top line uh, realm for me, where I don't think you have to play them in a single entry or three max, but they should be considered. And especially once you get to 20 plus lineups, um, Winnipeg's just not a good team, uh, flat out. Um, and this is a good matchup for that Montreal top line. It's just whether Connor Hellebuck can kind of shut them down. Um, on the Winnipeg side, I'd actually prefer uh, going to like a, you know, a Dubois one-off or Dubois, you know, if you want to put Connor with Dubois or something like that, or Winnipeg power play stack, because Montreal's penalty kill um, isn't very good. Um, I wouldn't mind doing that. Um but these teams don't really take a lot of penalties, both in the bottom seven for a time shorthanded. So I, you know, even with Sam Montembeau in net, it looks like for Montreal, this isn't really a great, a, a phenomenal power play spot for Winnipeg, let's say. And there is expected to be a lot of ownership. Uh, you guys have heard me talk about Odd Shopper before. Let's talk about Odd Shopper again. Make your best bets in 30 seconds or less. With Odd Shopper, um, it has hundreds of bets featured daily all across the sporting spectrum, NFL, NBA, NHL, whatever you have, uh, whatever you need, Odd Shopper has. It gives you the edge you need, betting props and game lines across these sports and across all the legal sites in the States. Um, you have expected win percentages, you have ROIs included, uh, multiple projection methods to kind of change uh, if you want to change your approach uh, on Odd Shopper. 
It also features a parlay builder with optimized parlays and an arbitrage tool to identify risk-free bets you can make across all the legal sports books. So what are you waiting for? Just click the link in the video description below to sign up for free with Odd Shopper and start making smarter bets now. All right. Next game, Los Angeles Kings, 3.3 implied goal total going into Chicago. The, uh, the Blackhawks have a 2.7 total. I don't know what it is, but the Blackhawks top line continues to have uh, really strong uh, projections. Uh, our DraftKings projections have them at 33.7 points. To kind of put that into a frame of reference, um, it's about the same as the Rangers top line at home against Boston. It's higher than the Detroit top line that we talked about earlier in the show, and it's higher than the Stutzla line that we mentioned in our very first game. Um, I think, you know, one reason for that tonight uh, would be uh, Los Angeles's, uh, let's say, undisciplined play. They're taking the fourth most penalties, uh, in, or third most penalties in the league, sorry, uh, giving up the third most power plays opportunities to the opponent. So Domi and Kane will probably play, um, you know, 19, 20, 21 minutes as they have been of late. Also get uh, correlated on that top power play that could see a lot of opportunity here tonight, although the power play itself has not been very good for Chicago. Top line also not been very good. Uh, Athenasiu, Domi and Kane, 3.1 expected goals against per 60 minutes so far this year. And it's been getting worse and worse with the passing games. Remember first few games of the season when everybody thought, uh, Chicago uh, was an improved defensive team. Uh, not quite. Um, just clicking over to YouTube. Sorry to cut off, but saw that uh, Niehaus super chat. Thank you, Niehaus, for that $2 super chat. Blue's an absolute disgrace. I'm not going to argue with you there. Uh, sorry, back to Chicago. Uh, yeah, that top line has been getting uh, pounded more and more as the season is wearing on. And I think they're really starting to show the cracks defensively. Obviously, no set Jones either on the blue line, which means a lot more <laughs> minutes for guys uh, like Jared Tenorti or Jack Johnson, which obviously is not uh, a great thing here. A line that has been getting better as the season has gone on is that King's second line of Deneau, Arvidsson and Trevor Moore. Um, they started slow, particularly defensively, but have really picked it up a lot of late. Um, Dano and Trevor Moore, 17, 18 minutes uh, each over their last five games. Uh, Victor Arvidsson has been shooting a lot more than he did through the first four or five games of the season. So that King's second line coming in um, over leveraged a little bit, 4 to 5% ownership. But I think they're one of my more favorite filler stacks on the slate here tonight. Um, one of the big reasons is that They'll face off, um, or they'll avoid, sorry, a lot of that Chicago uh, checking line with Taves and Philip Kershev, which actually hasn't been bad defensively. Uh, but that would take me away from uh, the Kings' top line. I think, you know, they're perfectly fine to use. Um, their ownership is very much in check. Um, but it's the Kings' second line that's in a really good matchup here. Um, and I should also mention the Kings have really been spreading out their ice time over the last on the power play over the last five games, only, you know, about 45 seconds separating top from bottom on the power play. So that entire Kings second line is fully correlated on the power play. And um, they're drawing the most power play opportunities of any team here. And remember, Chicago taking a ton of penalties as well. So I do like the Kings second line quite a bit as a filler stack here tonight. Uh, if you want to go in on that Chicago top line, uh, I'm not going to say no, but we're expecting close to double-digit ownership again on them. And it's another one of those situations where if they burn me, they burn me. Um, on the blue line, with Seth Jones out, they've just been spreading around the ice time. Like, I think every defenseman has been between 17 and 20 minutes, 21 minutes, sorry, since the Jones injury. So I don't think there's one guy I would really lean to and say, I think he's kind of a must-play. Obviously, Caleb Jones running the top power play yeah, he's fine to use. There's just nobody that I, that really stands out to me. Uh, on the Kings side, uh, they are starting to spread out the ice time as well, except they have Drew Doughty playing a ton and then everybody else uh, around 18, 19 minutes. I think Sean Dursey's fine, um, especially you know if you want to slide him in with uh, uh, somebody from that Kings second line where they have that power play correlation. It is a very good power play matchup for them. So I definitely don't mind Sean Dursey. Um, at a reasonable price. He's another one of those mid-range defensemen um, I don't mind here tonight. Um, 
moving along uh, to our next game, we're going to get to the New Jersey Devils um, and the Edmonton Oilers. As New Jersey is going into uh, Edmonton after putting up what I believe was a five spot um, on uh, Vancouver. They've really started scoring uh, of late. Obviously, Edmonton just put up uh, seven goals against Nashville as well. Uh, Evander Kane uh, would be uh, somebody uh, to kind of keep an eye on here. Um, he was not at morning skate uh, today for the Edmonton Oilers. I haven't seen an update other than that he wasn't at morning skate. So stochastic members, uh, be sure to check uh, in chat to see what is happening with Evander Kane. It could just be a maintenance day and he'll be just fine. But it's something to monitor because that is a big hole on that Edmonton second line if something uh, is happening here. Uh, going head to head, uh, this is an interesting game. I look back last year, uh, between these two teams faced each other twice. Uh, they scored 20 goals in those two games. Um, these are two of the better offensive teams in the league, uh, so far this season. Uh, New Jersey's, uh, goaltending has been better of late, uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, uh, in net, but these are two teams that can kind of generate offense at will. So I think there should be a fair amount of goals in this game as well on the Edmonton side. Um, I think I would just go to the top line. Um, we're not showing again, we're not showing much ownership on them uh, here tonight under 5% as a trio over on DraftKings, uh, even less over on FanDuel. Now, obviously they are very expensive. So if you want to drop off, say Ryan Nugent Hopkins, I think you're fine to do that. And then put on Evan Bouchard, Evan Bouchard, uh, jumped up to the top power play in their last game. I think he's had uh, he's jumped up to the top power play a couple times over the last couple of games. Also wrote him up in the power plays article. He's been skating more um, as well. Uh, his minutes have gone up about 90 seconds a game over his last five games. Um, so that's uh, obviously great news for him. Getting the power play time, also great news. He's a guy that loves to shoot, so more minutes are only a good thing. So if you want to leave off one of the expensive wingers, save some money and, and just throw on Evan Bouchard, I think that's just fine. I would honestly probably rather play him than Tyson Berry um, at this point. But obviously uh, you can't forget about including maybe Evander Kane if he does play, uh, you know, Leon Dreisaitl, um, uh, if you want to use him instead of Connor McDavid and save some money over on DraftKings. Um, I think that's just fine as well. Um, they're very similarly priced over on FanDuel, so not a big difference. Um, but, you know, if you want to save some money going with, like, a, a power play stack for Edmonton, I think it's just fine. On the New Jersey side, it's back to that Brat uh, in Hughes line. Um, putting up very good offensive numbers, even with Eric Holla there. And Hughes is still just shooting under 6% at 5-on-5. Like, this this line has really started to turn the tide offensively, and Hughes still isn't scoring a lot of 5-on-5. Uh, that's obviously not going to last too much longer. Um, and Hughes and Bratt are both on the power play together. And the Edmonton Oilers uh, are giving up uh, a monk, are tied for the most time shorthanded this year with the Dallas Stars, giving up four and a half power plays to the opposition uh, on the season. You know, if New Jersey gets five power plays in this game, they could really do some damage. So I do like um, the idea of using Bratt uh, in Hughes uh, in this game. Um, not much ownership either. We have uh, that whole line coming in under 2% by our top stacks tool. On the blue line, like I said, I like Bouchard. I don't know if I'm into playing Darnell Nurse. Like, I think he's fine because this could be a high-paced game, but his minutes have been going down. He's been down to about the 23-minute mark um, of late. Um, and Nurse is a guy that thrives. His fantasy value thrives on peripherals. Um, so 23 minutes as opposed to playing 26 minutes is a fairly big difference. So I think Bouchard is definitely the defenseman I like the most in this game. I'll also uh, throw in Jonas Siegenthaler uh, for one of those punt type defensemen. Uh, he's been playing 20 to 21 minutes of late, can definitely get you that block shot bonus on DK. So Siegenthaler, one of the punt types that I do like uh, here in this game. Uh, next one, Nashville. 2.8 implied goal total. They're going into Calgary. The Calgary Flames have a 3.7 implied goal total. Uh, looks like Jacob Markstrom is going for Calgary. Um, probably UC Saros for Nashville, though not confirmed just yet. Remember, Calgary changed up their line. So Jonathan Huberto skating with Nazem Kadri 
uh, and Andrew Mangiapane. So that looks like a pretty good line to me, even though Mangiapane not on the power play with them. Uh, just Kadri and Mangiapane together, 3.3 expected goals, 3.1 actual goals uh, per 60 minutes. Mangiapane, uh, the best five-on-five uh, expected goals rate of his career, uh, personally. And adding Jonathan Huberto, you know, one of the three or four best playmakers uh, in hockey should only help. Um, I think that's a that's a line that I would go to here tonight. Um, they're not coming in with much ownership. We have them at 4% uh, over on DraftKings. Um, by FanDuel, we have them uh, even lower somewhere around 3 to 4%. So I think um, at least Kadri and Huberto makes a decent two-man. I know Kadri's price has come up a lot. And the one thing we worry about with Calgary is ice time, but they do play their centers quite a bit. And Kadri has been playing 20 plus minutes since they switched to these new lines. So, you know, I know Kadri is very expensive on DraftKings uh, coming in at 8,100 um, on FanDuel at 9,600. I think he's kind of passable at that price, but 8,100 on FanDuel for 20 plus minutes uh, in a matchup against Nashville, I really don't mind it, especially where the Predators are giving up nearly four power plays per game to the opposition amongst the 10 worst marks in the league. Uh, Nashville did put back together the Grandland forsberg duchesne line. Um, they have not been very good this year, underwater by expected goal share, uh, giving up 4.7 goals against, only scoring 2.8. Now they're all on the top power play unit, and uh, you know we do like that power play correlation. Um, but Calgary has had a pretty good penalty kill uh, so far on the season. Um, they give up above average uh, power play opportunities, but a good penalty kill. So nothing for me really from the Nashville side. Um, it's Calgary one I like in this game uh, where Nashville does take uh, a fair amount of penalties. The Nashville penalty kill, at least by expected goals near the bottom of the league, but UC Saros uh, is kind of bailing them out. So Kadri, Bonjupani, and Huberto uh, is what I like here. On the blue line, I think uh, Roman Yossi's price on FanDuel uh, is perfectly fine. On DraftKings, I think he's playable, but still, uh, but getting pretty expensive at 8500 He's much cheaper on FanDuel. I think uh, the for a cheap defenseman on DraftKings, it'd be Noah Hannafin on the flame side. He's starting to shoot. He's starting to get ice time. It's just a matter of time before he kind of breaks through. So the two guys I like in this game are Hannafin on DraftKings and Yossi on FanDuel. Just note, there may be no Chris Tanev for the Flames, so if he's out, uh, Hannafin may get even more ice time. Um, don't forget to take advantage of the risk-free BetMGM offer. Um, just click that link below. Uh, register for Stochastic, a free Stochastic membership. Register at BetMGM. Uh, deposit at least $10 and play. Um, and you can get uh, a free bet up to, to, to $1,000 in two months free of Stochastic Platinum. Just click the links below. And before we get too much further, please like and subscribe. Uh, they really do help us along and click the bell to get notifications. All right, we've got three games left. We've got to burn through them. Anaheim going into Vancouver. Uh, Anaheim um, is carrying a 2.7 total. Vancouver at 3.4. Spencer Martin looks like he's going to be starting for Vancouver, which I think is kind of important here because Martin's actually played well to start the season, whereas Demko has not. I, you can't put all the goals on Demko. Vancouver's looked, you know, pretty meager defensively at times. Um, but it's the Vancouver second line I like. Um, I wrote up Elias Pedersen in the power plays article. Um, their power play has been a little bit better. The Kuzmenko Pedersen line has been very good um, at five on five this year. Three point five expected goals, uh, five point seven actual goals uh, in their minutes together. So uh, that's including Ilya Mikheyev. So. Uh, I do like the Vancouver second line might come in a little bit higher on than we like, but Anaheim's truly one of the worst uh, defensive lines in this league on the Anaheim side. I don't mind a Troy Terry one-off here. I do worry about ice time with him, but he's far and away uh, the best offensive player for the Ducks, And he's had a huge expected goals impact so far this, this season for them. So uh, if you want to dip down uh, to some Anaheim, you know, I don't mind, um, one offing Troy Terry here tonight, but that's probably it. On the blue line, I, I think, I guess Cam Fowler's playable now that he's getting some power play minutes with Jamie Drysdale out. But honestly, 
just not a lot I like on the blue line on either side. Quinn Hughes, if you're doing some sort of Vancouver uh, second line or top power play stack or something like that. But that is it. Uh, our next game, Dallas going into Arizona. Dallas has a three and a half implied goal total. Arizona at two and a half. I'm not even going to bother talking about the Coyotes. Um, Dennis Gurianoff on the second line for Dallas. That line hasn't been very good there with them. Uh, well underwater by expected goal share. About le- um, way below league average uh, by expected goals generated. They're only playing 14 to 15 minutes. Um, so I'm really not a big fan of that Dallas uh, second line here tonight. Um, coming in with much more ownership than we'd like. It is right back to the Dallas top line here. Um, their top line, four expected goals generated per 60 minutes this year. 5.6 um, actual goals generated. The power plays look very good with Miro Haskinen, who is definitely playable again here tonight now that he's back. Um, 10.1 expected goals uh, with the man advantage for the Stars here. Um, Arizona's penalty kill hasn't been, you know, awful, uh, let's say. But they are giving up amongst the most power plays in the league, uh, nearly four per game. Should give the Stars lots of opportunity here. And the ownership is in check. Uh, Just under 10% over on DraftKings. Uh, on FanDuel, a little bit higher, but still fine at 12 to 13%. So Dallas won. Do like them. Like Haskinen on the blue line as well. Uh, final game, Florida going into San Jose. This is another festival, uh, as we might say around here. Uh, San Jose just really not looking um, that great defensively uh, this year. Goaltending has certainly let them down at times. Um, you know, Sharks middle of the road defensive team, but uh, again, it's the goaltending that it continues to be an issue. Uh, on the Florida side, we're showing a fair bit of ownership on the Florida top line, but um, really good numbers for Barkov and Kachuk together so far this season. Uh, six expected goals, 7.9 actual goals, playing 21 to 22 minutes. Barkov, he's going through a shooting slump and shooting percentage down around 3%, um, which is a problem here. Now, the top line is very expensive. Um, on FanDuel, over $23,000 uh, less on DK, where Verhage is fairly cheap. I think a nice switch off here is putting Anton Lundell in and instead of Barkov. Um, saves a lot of money. Lundell gets that power play one time. You can put like Lundell, Kachuk, uh, and Reinhardt together, something like that, to make a reasonably priced Florida stack. Um, neither of the San Jose lines particularly um, strong uh, defensively so far this year especially that second San Jose line with Logan Couture. Um, Logan Couture is just not shooting at all so far this season. He's actually shooting less than a lot of defensemen are. Like he'd be like 15th percentile amongst defensemen at five on five. It's just really, really bad. And Thomas Hurdle actually hasn't been much better. So I'm out on the Sharks here. Uh, I'm in on the Panthers top line slash uh, Panthers power play. Um, San Jose has a 960 save percentage on the penalty kill, which is way, way too high to sustain itself. And Florida's power play has looked uh, much better uh, with Brandon Montour there uh, than it did when they were running uh, five forwards. So uh, of everything in this game, Florida top line slash power play. Um, Mario Ferraro uh, on DraftKings, uh, super cheap. Uh, he is definitely in, uh, could be in line for the block bonus here tonight. Uh, coming up after us, we have uh, back-to-back No House Advantage shows, uh, Thursday Night Football with Pete and Jeff, and then Thursday Night NBA with Terry and Gundacker. And then you have your two hours of NBA with a deeper dive and live before lock from 5 to 7 Eastern, and then the NFL showdown live before lock after that. We got to get out of here. I'll give you uh, my hat trick pick for tonight. Uh, kind of chalky, uh, but I don't care. I'm going with Matthew Kachuk from the Florida Panthers uh, in goal. Uh, for a cheap option, cheap-ish option on both sides, I like uh, Sergey Bobrovsky, and I don't mind uh, Anton Forsberg on DraftKings. Over on FanDuel, Bennington, uh, Jordan Bennington from St. Louis has been very bad, but he's super cheap on FanDuel, so if he can just kind of squeak out one decent game, could have a nice night. I also like Igor Shosturkin on DraftKings. All right, we are out of here. That is your 13 games. Josh and I will be back Saturday uh, for a full show. Uh, Until then, good luck tonight, everybody, and let's go crush some hockey.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.